0: Yeah, I did not expect it at all. I was actually coming up here for signing day in the morning. Um, didn't actually sign today, but we had our ceremony this morning, and uh, Coach Heim told me to come over here and help him move some
1: stuff in the weight room. So I didn't think anything of it, and sure enough, walk in and uh, see Jason went and hold me a Gatorade National Player of the Year trophy. So pretty cool. It means a lot.
0: Um, you know, not only Kyler's won this award, Peyton Manning, Emmitt Smith, you can go down the list, it's an extremely prestigious award, probably the most prestigious award a high schooler can get, so it, it means a lot. It's like a good, uh, I guess, closing to my high school story. I'm actually leaving for college in two days, um, so this is probably the best wrap to my high school career and my high school experience that I could get. There's Jackson Arnold talking about the Gatorade National Player of the Year Award. Huge honor. Now, we obviously were looking through the list previously and joking about maybe the Hex or, or whatever. It's a huge accomplishment to win that, um, you know, especially as many great players as there are coming out. And, you know, I think he's had – I think Jeff Levy really liked him. Obviously, whenever he offered him, thought he had, you know, some some really serious potential. But I feel like his growth over the last year has been yeah. extraordinary. And I think even maybe taking some definitely some national people by surprise, but maybe even, um, you know, some people that, you know, were recruiting him and watching him very closely.
1: Yeah, OU did that with a uh, couple of eventual five-stars they got. But Jackson Arnold, I think, was a four-star initially when he committed. And we're always yeah. doing our under-the-radar segment by Boyd Street Ventures. And I feel like at the time that OU got uh, Jackson Arnold, he probably would have qualified as a under-the-radar quarterback prospect. But, yeah, man, he ends up being a five-star quarterback in the end. And it's interesting that... You know, they get him when he's a four-star. Like, P.J. Atabare, I don't even know. Did he have a ranking initially when they offered him? Maybe he was like a three-star. But two out of the three stars they get in this class, when they initially offered those guys, they were kind of a little off the radar. P.J. Atabare much more than Jackson Arnold. And then in the end, we're saying, oh, my gosh, is P.J. Adabare the best defensive end in this class? And, oh, my gosh, is Jackson Arnold the best quarterback in this class? There, there were some really good evals in this recruiting class, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Adebarre, I, I got to imagine. I think he's listed as, like, the 25th best player in the class. I got to imagine. When they do their final, like, resorting and re-ranking of all of the players... He's got to climb way higher than that, right? Well,
1: after what he did at the uh, Under Armour out there in Orlando. um, Yeah, because, you know, Jackson Arnold's played against elite talent. You know how it is, man. I I feel like a lot of these rankings, it's if you play at a higher level of high school football, you're going to, you know, get ranked a little bit higher if you play well. And maybe that's fair. And not that P.J. Atabari plays on a bad level in the Kansas City area, but he was matched up against you know, similar talent to him in Orlando, and he thrives. So I would tend to agree with you, yes, that he rises up.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, he's He's got to be uh, – maybe I'm different, but is he the most exciting prospect that we've got coming in?
1: Well, I mean, it's I mean, hard to I know to Jackson get, Arnold's yeah, quarterback, yeah, but. I, I mean, but just, you haven't had a guy like PJ at a bar in a long time. And I'm not just saying like a great defensive player it, that you've recruited, but this guy, like his body type, you've compared him to what an octopus a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yes, it's been a while since you've landed an elite defensive lineman, but it's been a long time since you've landed someone with like these measurables and just kind of how he stacks up physically
0: Yep, and i think he's going to keep growing and obviously you he's got a strength and conditioning background there i mean it's rare there was there was a time whenever you could get some kids out of high school that you know didn't have much of a strength and conditioning background that's rare these days uh most high schools have you know, especially if you get into the bigger schools have devoted tons of money and resources to their strength and conditioning program. Heck, some of the places rival what you see at some colleges. And, um, you know, he he looks like a kid that's that's done quite a bit of that but is still going to fill out, you know, continue to add strength and, you know, just – I don't know. Like I said, I've said this previously, but I don't think you can put a limit on his potential.
1: Yeah. Gunny says, to answer that question, yes. I believe JFA and PJ are the best available at their position.
0: Well, what's, what's that other kid's name? The Keely, Keely kid?
1: Yeah. Going to Alabama.
0: He's pretty good, too. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But PJ's in like a group of, like, probably, maybe, like in a group of three for the best defensive end. And yeah. you can argue PJ A for sure. And you can definitely well, argue uh, Jackson Arnold.
0: I'll tell you this, I know the Keeley kid's probably going to be a stud, and he's worth his his ranking, but I bet he doesn't have a seven-foot wingspan. I
1: bet he doesn't either. I bet he doesn't Uh, either.
0: Now, on quarterback, with Jackson Arnold, it's so hard to say. Um, Will he be, is he the best quarterback coming out of this class? Time's going to tell. That's so hard to pick because, you know, it's not just – it's not all equal. Some some guys are going to go to teams that are in better situations than others. Now, it looks like he's going to have a pretty good situation uh, with what he's got and the class he's got coming in with him that he's going to be able to play with and and develop together with. But, you know, there's there's some other guys that are going to be going to places that are going to have really good upside too. So – too early to tell on that, but it
1: looks promising. Parker and I have been making fun of this for a while now, but 24-7, like the the better players in a recruiting class, they have like NFL comps, you know, next to those guys' names. And normally yeah. those comps are not with 24-7. I'm just saying like when you have a comp to a high school kid, they're way exaggerated and they're normally linked to like a top 15 player in the league, right? Well, 24-7 does not have – like, that's not the situation with their comparison to Jackson Arnold. It's just so funny and so random. 24-7 has Jackson Arnold's comp to Taylor Heineke, starting quarterback. Well, he's not even a starting quarterback in the league, but Taylor Heineke. (laughs) It's, like, totally random.
0: Is that better or worse than what they originally had it as Rex Grossman?
1: Well, that was on three that has it as Rex Grossman. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which that's even more random. Rex Grossman hasn't played an NFL game in like over ten years, right? And played at Florida back in the early two thousands, like twenty years so before. Weird. Just like two total random comparisons. It just makes me laugh. Well,
0: Let me guess. Arch Manning's uh, NFL player comp is um a a mix between Joe Montana, John Elway, and Tom Brady.
1: Is that what they've got him listed as? Uh, let me check. Scrolling down. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what they have. Yeah, nice guess. No, they have uh, they have Joe Burrow for his NFL comparison. I'm okay,
0: s- that, I actually, no. I can see that.
1: Uh, come on, I, I don't, th- like, Joe Burrow can move, man. Joe Burrow can really move. And I know Arch isn't a statue back there, but come on, man. He, he ain't well, moving around like Joe Burrow.
0: Joe Burrow, he can move, but he's not. He he's really good at making one guy miss, taking a couple of steps, and letting the ball go. I uh, I could see Arch Manning being able to do that too, have the same type of similar build. Not me. It's better than <laughs> it's. I mean, it's closer than Rex Grossman or. Well, hey, let's hope Taylor that Heineke. Arch is
1: not Joe Burrow. Okay, we've already seen Joe Burrow once. That didn't work out too well. I don't need I don't need Texas Wait a second. Joe what
0: do you mean that's are you rooting for him to fail?
1: What school does he go to again? I'm not rooting for him to fail. I'm just not rooting for him to be Joe Burrow. Though it is Texas. Um they just had B. John Robinson, right? Joe Burrow yeah. at UT still probably goes eight and four, so maybe I'm worried about nothing here. Yeah. Isn't Arnold closer to Josh Allen? No, I no. Arnold's like six one. Josh Allen's like what, six five? Probably.
0: I don't know. And I right, that is Josh Allen is like a uh,
1: I don't think anybody is a comparison to Josh Allen. He's like his own guy.
0: Josh Allen is like you ever seen that picture of that um that German tank that's on rails? That's like
1: from World War 2. You're mean, not talking about the Tiger yeah. tank, are
0: you? No, no, no. The one from uh from World War 2. It's on railroad tracks because it's so gigantic, and the gun turret on it is like a hundred feet long.
1: It must be like the most extreme version of their Tiger tech yeah. pro- Most likely,
0: yeah. That's what that's what Josh Allen is. He's got an arm that is like, you can't even like it's you don't you don't make that comparison until you've seen someone that can throw the ball eighty yards downfield, you know, and, and just. Has an unbelievable fastball, and he's big, and he's physical, and he can move around a little bit. Yeah, that I, I think he's closer to Taylor Heineke than he is Josh Allen, which is fine. But I don't think that I don't think the similarities are there on that one. Who at least was,
1: right now. Who was Teddy's comp coming out of high school? Ronnie Crimson from Tulsa.
0: Hmm. Good question. I'm not sure about that. Rocky Callis.
1: No, I, I don't think they were doing comps back then for two stars.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's funny. I like that.
1: Arch is a Ryan <laughs> Leaf. That's from Gunny. Love that. Uh, Jackson Arnold is the real deal. Arch Manning is good, but if he played against Bigsby, Jinx, or Union, his tape would not look half as good. OU got the better recruit, IMO.
0: Yeah. Well, Uh-oh. I don't I, – I think that there's – There's a chance, but here's the other thing that you have to remember. You are not getting the player that played his senior year of high school. No one wants that guy on their team. Nobody. You, you You are trying to pick guys that are going to develop into special players. And you, we just don't know where uh, – Arch Manning is not going to remain Arch Manning senior year at whatever school he went to in Louisiana for the rest of his career. He's going to be exponentially better by the first time he takes a snap uh, in college, and then he's going to be better the second year, and he's going to be better the third year. Right? These guys are growing. It's not a, it's not a set piece, right? there are there are a lot of guys that are ho hum decent decent players you look at him in high school and say yeah i think he's a division 1 guy and they turn into superstars right so i don't i don't think you can necessarily put a cap and and say that one of them's going to be better than the others just way too early to tell we don't know how anyone's going to develop.
1: Uh, text line, I believe, Teddy is talking about the German railgun. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. And if that's yeah. right and we were that wrong, our punishment is we have to watch the entire series of Band of Brothers this weekend, which sounds <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, that's always a good punishment. I will submit
1: it? myself to that punishment, watching Band of Brothers. Am I, ah, one of the best things ever. Hey, so in that audio clip that we played of Jackson Arnold, He's saying, "Yeah, pretty cool honor to get. You know, two days before I made it to campus. It feels like more kids today than you know, 20 years ago are arriving on campus early. Do you agree with that? Like, how many of how many guys in your class arrived on campus early? Zero. Yeah, it didn't feel like there were I, very many.
0: 20 years ago, nobody did it. Um, I think about 10 years ago." Maybe a, maybe a little bit more than 10 years ago. But it was it was a onesie-twosie type of thing. And now I would say it's 75% of your class usually.
1: Unless you're playing basketball, you know. Uh, I think yeah. I mean, Jacoby Johnson's playing basketball. I think he's going to finish out his semester. I, I think he is. But, yeah, un- unless you're playing another sport. But even sometimes with that, some guys are like – I think Spencer Rattler, um, did he miss his la- his senior year of high school basketball to get here early? I think he might have.
0: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I it's it's interesting. I think it definitely helps. And it feels like most players that know they're going to be a D one athlete or, or have a really strong feeling about it, start setting up really early to graduate. Um you know that semester before you know cuz
1: kind of feels like you have to if you want to play uh yeah year 1 or at least early on
0: right and you know the way my high school was i it was different than i guess they like that was around the whenever i graduated there were schools that were starting to move to that block scheduling or whatever and i think that's how you're able to graduate early like the scheduling we had we had like a 6 hour you know like a six-hour setup, and I, I don't know the, I don't know of anyone that ever graduated early. I know it, it happened, but I just I don't I can't think of a name of anyone that I knew that went to school that graduated early in that system. So. Oh yeah, good point. But it's commonplace. Rattler
1: now. was suspended from high school uh, his senior year. Golly, that's that feels like. Well, he was suspended ago.
0: from the, the football team. Was he suspended from basketball too?
1: Uh, I, that that I don't know, man. I have no idea. But that just seems like nine years ago. But hey, by the way, you missed that on Wednesday. He's coming back to play college football at South Carolina. Huge, huge for, for Shane they needed uh, for someone Beamer to come and- back. They, they needed some contributor to come back next year. All, the rest of them uh, walked out the door after the season.
0: What's that supposed to mean? They
1: lost two tight ends. Okay. Their running back Marshawn Lloyd, who maybe was their best offensive player, transferred to USC. Like they lost, they lost a lot in the portal. I mean they got some so, players, you're, but they lost you You're
0: telling one. me they lost two tight ends and a running back and it's over. Just and, cancel and the an edge to
1: Florida State and some I mean, they they lost some really good players after a good year. It's just I was surprised to see that many of their good players leave and go elsewhere. Yeah. I think Florida State alone got a tight end and an edge from them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good players. Good players. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Florida State setting up for a little bit of a run, aren't they? All right, quick timeout. A couple of segments left. Final hour rolls on. Hanging out Norris Marine uh, Tracker Bass Boat starting at one eighty-eight a month. Sun Tracker Pontoon starting at two fifty-nine a month. Ranger Pontoon starting at three thirty-nine a month. In the Tahoe twenty-one foot deck boat. Four seventy-five a month, and you get great uh, little add-ons. If you uh, buy a new boat this weekend, Nitro Bass Boat, you get a thousand-dollar Bass Pro Shop gift card. Sun Tracker Pontoon, five hundred-dollar Bass Pro uh, gift card, and any new boat this weekend, you get to choose between a Cabela's pellet smoker or a Cabela's long gun gun safe, and they're really, really nice. You got to come up here and check them out. Norse Marine. NorrisMarine.com.
1: Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that ref army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the ref podcast page. Just The final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. Teddy is at Norris Marine today. Keep those texts coming on the Air coverage Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Are you ready for your favorite segment of the week? I just Yeah, I let's gonna... hear
0: it. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. NFL playoffs get underway tomorrow, starting at 3.30. Game one of the NFL playoffs, it's an NFC West battle. The Seattle Seahawks, they had to beat the Rams on a late field goal and then hope the Detroit Lions won at Lambeau Field. Both of those things happen. The Seahawks are in the playoff, and their reward well, they're a nine-point dog playing at the Niners, who most people think they're going to win the NFC. Is this just simple throw it away? The Niners are going to win this game. We don't even need to talk about it that much.
0: I don't know, man. I am I am I really going to take Brock Purdy just to cruise in his first playoff start over the Seahawks? And I know it's not it's not the Seahawks from you know six eight years ago, but
1: I. It, When is
0: the horrible turnover coming? It has to happen,
1: right? The horrible turnover is coming, and it's coming tomorrow. And it might happen twice. But I think the Niners are still so good everywhere else that the Niners (laughs) are still probably going to cover and win by 14 points at home. I like the Niners a lot. Okay.
0: All right. That's I'll I'll follow you on that, uh, your lead. I'll take the Niners.
1: Saturday night, seven fifteen on NBC. It's the Chargers at the Jaguars. Chargers ten and seven. Jags nine and eight on the year. The Jags have been playing well down the stretch, and sorry, man. Um, I just can't trust the Chargers in a big playoff game. Give me the Jags. Yeah.
0: You know what's crazy? Uh the Chargers are a One-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road. But the, and I know, the ESPN matchup predictor has Jacksonville's 60% chance of winning the football game, which I think is right. Give me Jacksonville. They've got some momentum. You know how this thing goes, Tyler, whenever it's your first time into the playoffs in a while. And the Chargers, I expected them to be quite a bit stronger than they expected ended up being this year. Still had a nice uh season at ten and seven. Mike Williams gonna be out as what that back injury uh going on. So Give me uh, give me the Jaguars. That's going to be fun to see them. Close, a, it'll yeah. be a
1: close game, though, I think. Sunday uh, gets started off at noon. Buffalo, the biggest spread of the weekend. Buffalo minus 13.5 at home against the Dolphins. That's because a former Big 12 quarterback is going to start for Miami. Skyler Thompson, can he do the unthinkable and win on the road in Buffalo?
0: No. Mm. No, You're he bad. can't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I had a feeling I'm, I'm, uh, he,
1: he he wasn't going to be able to do that, so nice to hear. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's, uh, he's getting the start, but, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Um, the weather's going to be – you know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be real cold. Buffalo's, what, a two-touchdown favorite. ESPN's uh, matchup predictor has – The Bills is a 95.7% chance to win. Too low. Too
1: low. Did they not know Skylar Thompson starting at quarterback? Yeah, Bills win this one, and I think they might even cover the 13.5 this game. Everyone has this next game on upset alert. The New York Giants, they get it as a wild card 9, 7, and 1. They got to go to Minnesota to play the thirteen and four Vikings, but the Vikes are only a three point favorites. Can you trust Kirk Cousins in the spot? Some people are thinking that Danny Dimes and the Giants are going to go up there and win.
0: Uh, all I know is the New York Giants are a dangerous playoff team whenever they get in at nine and oh, seven. Now I know shows that I know they're nine seven and one, which is the best record that they could possibly have given their history. Uh, find a way in, limp into the playoffs at nine and seven, and just go win the whole dadgum thing. Give me the Giants in the upset. Special. I like the I Giants. I guess it's not upset special, but
1: well, I mean they're they're a three point dog, so it's yeah. you know I, I like the Giants as well. I think the Giants win this game by a, a touchdown. I'm sure Vikings fans will be cursing uh, Kirk Cousins once again. Sunday night, uh, this one would be a lot more interesting if Lamar Jackson was going to play in this game. He is not. The Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The AFC is going to be awesome, especially if it's Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City in that final four. And I'm going to guess that's going to mm-hmm. be the case because Cincinnati's going to win on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, Ravens are uh, – they're an interesting uh, story right now. Lamar Jackson – you know, not just the injury stuff going on, but the contract stuff going on. Um, I, give me Cincinnati, fairly big. Um, the Ravens' defense may may, you know, try and keep them in the game for a big portion of it, but ultimately Cincinnati's too good, and they they get the W.
1: I hope this weekend uh, plays out a little bit differently than our feel on all of these games, because just about all of them are, yeah, kind of feel like this team's going to win handily. The the injury at quarterbacks well, for some of these teams have kind of dampened what the weekend could have been. I hope not. Well, let's
0: see. You've got uh, one – you've got at least three four, – four backup quarterbacks by my count. Is that right? Uh, Dolphins, San Francisco, Ravens, and am I missing another one or is that it? Maybe that's it. Yeah. Tom Brady's I I playing kind of,
1: like a backup quarterback. Right. Were you counting him?
0: I think I was maybe counting Geno Smith as a backup.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Monday night, it's the big one. I wish my favorite team was not playing on a Monday night in the playoff game, but whatever. All
0: eyes, baby. All, All eyes.
1: eyes. Seven fifteen. Cowboys at the Bucks. Cowboys a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Everything logically says that Dak Prescott should go out to Tampa and win this football game, but I have – about 0% confidence that that's actually going to happen.
0: No, they will. Cowboys are going to win it. Um, Defense is is too good. You know, a lot of Brady has been outstanding for a long time. But there's uh, a key factor that makes him very human, and more so now, but it's always been the case, pressure on the quarterback. When you can put pressure consistently on him in the pocket – he is not very good, and that's one thing Dallas is really good at. So, I think Dallas cruises.
1: Uh, Dallas is going to win on a late field goal, uh, 21-20 to in this game. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to give me a whole lot of confidence that they're going to win on the late road in uh, the second round. Uh, yeah, Dallas wins 21-20 on a late field, late field goal. Yeah, that would be a weird Man. score if it was uh, 20-18. to I might have to revise that a little bit, but the game's well, going to be I, in the low 20s, and Dallas is going to win on a late field goal.
0: Man, I don't know. You want to leave it up to a field goal late uh, no, with the Cowboys. Uh, if it can go wrong for the Cowboys, it does go wrong. You don't want to leave it up to that. But I, I don't think they're going to have to. I think their defense is going to be all over Brady in the pocket.
1: Well, there you go. We only have one upset, and it's the Giants beating the uh, Vikings. Uh, breaking college football, well, dude. Uh, no, Go ahead. Jacksonville's
0: an underdog. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess they are. I mean, they are the home team, but, yeah, they're a one-and-a-half-point dog. Fair. Breaking. Former Oklahoma State wide receiver Bryson Green has committed to the University of Wisconsin. Whoa. All the smoke wow. was for old Miss. That's a surprise.
0: Wisconsin? Dang. Look at look at Fickle up there getting some offensive players. Uh, the green wide receiver, what was the kid? Was it Williams, CJ Williams, out From of USC the got University him of Southern Cal? And he yeah. had an
1: interesting post about uh, leaving the snakes or something like that. It was,
0: yeah, oh, really,
1: yeah. There, there's a thought that Wisconsin's offense is about to look a, a lot different than it has in years prior, and um, it, yeah, with what they're getting at skill position, that's probably going to be the case,
0: yeah. Well, I, I. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. I, Wisconsin's offense definitely needed an upgrade, but man, as long as they can continue to get the offensive line and running backs through there that they've they've been able I to have in previous that. years, I would
1: not abandon that if they can still have it.
0: That's what I'm saying. And and if they can merge those two things together, and they've been really good on defense, look out. They could be uh, could be a danger there in the Big Ten.
1: Um, One more thing before we hit a break, college football related. Ohio State fans are trying to not get their hopes up, but I don't think that they're able to help themselves. C.J. Stroud still hasn't made a decision or an official decision on the NFL draft. And now they're like, well, maybe – now that we just promoted our wide receivers coach to the OC, maybe he really, really likes that. Like I, I wouldn't count on it, but Ohio State fans are trying to not get their hopes up, and I don't think it's working out too well for him.
0: So what's the deal? Is Heartline is he gonna be offensive coordinator in name only, or is he gonna be calling plays? That I, Ryan
1: Day call it? I think Ryan Day called okay, here's what I would guess. I don't know for sure. It's like every other situation, right? Where he's probably going to tell the media that Brian Hartline is calling plays, but when it comes down to it, Ryan Day will still be calling the plays.
0: Right. Well, interesting. I, the deadline has to be approaching fairly quickly,
1: doesn't it? The draft deadline is yeah. yeah um, I think the enrollment deadline. There's so many dates in January to remember. I want to say like the enrollment deadline is maybe like today or tomorrow um probably sometime next week for the NFL draft. Yeah. There's a lot That'll of dates be, uh, coming up in the next 2 weeks.
0: Yeah. All right. Um That's that would be something if Ohio State was able to uh would they to be hang on to CJ Stroud? Would
1: they be the preseason number 1 team if he were to return to Ohio oh, State? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, preseason number 1 uh oh. I doubt it. I think you kind of have to go with the team that's going for the three, Pete, but they're going to be close, and there would be a lot of people that would be fine picking them to win the Natty. I mean, everyone seems to think that they were the best team in the country or the second best team in the country this year just by some easy, clear margin, even though they got spanked on their home field by Michigan. But uh, they'd be picked very high. It, uh, yeah. Two, probably three at the worst, I would think. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up, hanging out at Norris Marine. 2680 North Interstate Drive right here between Tecumseh and Robinson Exits on the west side of I-35. You can't miss us. Tons of great inventory here on the showroom floor. Tracker Bass Boats starting at 188 a month. Sun Tracker Pontoons starting at 259 a month and Ranger Pontoons starting at $339 a month and you get a $1,000 Bass Pro gift card if you buy a new Nitro Bass Boat and any boat this weekend. You get to choose between a Cabela's Pellet Smoker or a Cabela's Long gun, gun safe. Awesome stuff going on at Norse Marine. We'll be back. The word
1: is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the k Ref app. And your own.
0: You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you.
1: Final hour of the rush, taking you into the weekend. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Would you tell me over the break, Jaden Rashada didn't enroll today at Florida?
0: Yeah, did not. Mm. I think there was a a 5 p.m. Uh, deadline to enroll, and Jaden Rashada did not, did not make the 5 p.m. deadline.
1: Good so news. Go. Good news for Colorado. Good news for uh, SMU. That is going to be an uh, interesting storyline to watch. OU and West Virginia tomorrow at the LNC, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. What would, uh, What's your guess as to what the spread is? Both teams at 10 and 6 on the year.
0: Uh, OU and WVU? Uh-huh. Uh, I think OU is going to be a one and a half point favorite.
1: OU is a three point favorites for that eleven a.m. game on ESPN two. Yep. Okay. Three point favorite. Uh, I like OU to win tomorrow because don't ask me why, other than they're playing at home tomorrow. Though we'll see what the crowd looks like at eleven a.m. Uh, this is one of those you got to win, though, man. Um, uh, they're they're like the definition of a bubble team right now. In Bracketology, CBS, and everywhere else, um, you need to go ahead. Be in your best interest to beat West Virginia at home. Unless you plan on um, having an upset win on the road at some point. Yeah, well. But even that, it's in your best interest to still win tomorrow. Pick
0: the game that you're going to be able to get the road win. You, This is – it's early January. And dare I say that this is a must it win. It feels
1: like it, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh that's that's kind of tough to say and you know you're going to get obvious bonus points for being in by far the most difficult conference in all of college hoops but you like there's still a point on your record that you're not going to be able to overcome like you're going to have to get some wins and gosh whenever you're at home you've got to be able to hold serve uh if you can so yeah they need it. Yeah. Need the W.
1: West Virginia will enter this game 10 and 6 on the season, but 0 and 4 in conference play. They lost to Baylor at home by 5. They lost to KU at home by 14. They lost at Oklahoma State by 7. And they lost at Kansas State in overtime by 6. So, Tough. this is also a uh, very desperate basketball team coming in in West Virginia. Great sure to be seen that dude.
0: Yeah. I've not seen West Virginia play this year, um, so I'll be interested to see what they've got. Did you Did you watch that Iowa-Michigan game last night?
1: I didn't watch any college hoops last night, actually.
0: It was a good one. Went to overtime. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, college hoops has been really good so far this year. Hopefully we get a good game and a W tomorrow at home.
1: Got to have it. I mean, look at the slate tomorrow, man. 11th ranked Kansas State plays at 17th ranked TCU. 14th ranked Iowa State plays at number two Kansas. And then Texas Tech, who hasn't had a great start to conference play, they're on the road at number 10 Texas. It's just a stacked league once again, man. I wonder if uh, tech fans are invading Austin like they did a year ago. Remember that when they had like fifty percent of the crowd yeah. at Texas, but Chris Beard isn't there anymore, so I'm, I'm guessing that they're not going to have half the crowd like they did last season.
0: Are they going to try and hire Chris uh, Chris Beard back at Tech?
1: I wouldn't put it past Tech to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were just kidding, uh, man. Come on back, come on back. Do you no think, harm, no foul? Do right? you think um Do you think he'll ever coach major college basketball again? Be a head coach.
0: It's too early to tell, but yes.
1: I'd be surprised if he didn't. I mean, it it just seems like there's been so many times where we've said, oh my gosh, this guy did this. It's, It's terrible. Is there any way, any way that he ever coaches again and the answer ends up being yes? Remember Hugh Freeze? And I'm not saying what Hugh Freeze was worse or not as bad as to what Chris Beard did. But I remember having that take. Like, I just don't see how Chris B- or uh, how Hugh Freeze ever has a major uh, college job again. Well, he's going to be the head coach at Auburn this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably does. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is, you know, he's been fired from Texas. I don't know if that was like a reluctant firing from Texas or if they sat down and said, hey – we have an option to get out of this contract if we want to, or we can back our guy and let this thing play out. Um, and, and we're not backing necessarily, but let it play out and see where it goes as far as, uh, you know, the charges and everything like that, which I haven't seen in a while. Maybe, maybe some of that stuff has been solidified, but, um, they chose to, to get out of it. And I don't, you know, I don't know what the, the main catalyst for that was, is probably the optics of it. But, you know, I, if the thing were to play out and the charges get dropped or you know, pleads to a lesser offense or w- like whatever may happen or can happen in that situation, like that's going to really be the determining factor of um, if and when he's able to bounce back.
1: Yeah, I think that's the, the determining factor when, but I think the determining factor if, well, Teddy, I'm not saying that it's right, but he took Texas Tech to a national championship game. Texas was really starting to show signs of life when their program, when he was the head coach there. I'm not saying that he should be handed more opportunities after this whole ordeal just because he had success at his past two stops, but you also know how it works. You know, he's more likely to get another chance based on his previous success, just like Hugh Freeze.
0: Now, I think what you're saying, and – Good on you for forcing me to read between the lines a little bit on this, but uh-huh. I think what you're saying is this is going to be Zach Selman's first hire at Mississippi State, Chris <laughs> yes, Beard.
1: exactly. Uh, I wouldn't wish that PR nightmare on Zach. <laughs> I would not wish that. Uh, Rick Petino has a job too. Great point, text line. Uh, Chris Beard seems like Billy Gillespie to me, not coaching again. Doug Miles says the OU men have swept West Virginia three, re- three years in a row. I like the Sooners tomorrow. Just dropped five hundred on OU minus Doug, three. Doug actually yeah. didn't say that last part. I just spoke for him. I was reading in between the lines on what he was saying.
0: Nice. I, you know what's interesting? West Virginia has – they've fallen off here recently, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they have. And it feels like it's well, been maybe about the a three, four-year thing. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were good for, for so long in the Big 12. Like, just a steady team every single year, right? Yeah. You know, didn't haven't made a whole lot of deep tournament runs with their style. But now it's kind of like, not only they slipped, they slipped to, like, the worst team in the league here recently. Yeah.
0: And it's tough, you know, once you kind of lose contact – with the group and you fall behind it can be really difficult to make up that ground in recruiting and you know college sports recruiting is everything you got to get players and you know it it's so trendy and like who the hot teams are and the cool teams and the places to go and the conferences to be in is is so fickle and once you lose it it can be hard to get back kind of with the pack and be able to to keep pace so See what happens. By
1: the way, Texas is uh, wanting to hire John Calipari, and the uh, the only fan base other than Texas that wants to make that hire more than Texas does is Kentucky fans. <laughs> there was a uh, a Kentucky fan that got kicked out of the uh, UK home game on Tuesday night for holding up a sign that said, "Like, please go to Texas." I think is what it said.
0: Nice, nice. It's gotten ugly there, hasn't it? Oh man, they are you know, not. He, a good he's team. been outspoken on some stuff and. Boy, the NILs kind of created a problem for places like Kentucky. Now, hat uh, yeah. whenever it comes to basketball.
1: <laughs> Wait, you mean a, uh, a we're operating the evenly field. now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Little leveling of the playing field and in, in NCAA men's hoops. How about that? All right, quick time out. We got a final segment coming up next. Hanging out Norris Marine. Remember, it's the annual New Year's sales event going on throughout the weekend. They've got extended hours. They're going to be open until eight o'clock tonight, open till eight o'clock on Saturday, and then they'll be open eleven to five on Sunday. Tracker bass boats starting at one eighty-eight a month. Uh tracker pontoon starting at 259 a month and you purchase any new boat this weekend you get to choose between a cabela's pellet smoker or a cabela's long gun gun safe really good stuff here at norris marine check them out online norrismarine.com make
1: the right call for ou coverage in the sooner state lock it on the ref sports radio network your home for sooner fans Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch double the sports action. For a limited time, you can purchase four tickets for $40 to the Sooner Men's Basketball Game against West Virginia, Baylor, Alabama, or TCU. With your ticket purchase, you'll also receive same-day access to the Sooner Women's Basketball Game versus K-State or Oklahoma State.